It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Hi there, friends. Welcome back to Beyond the Building. Today, we are continuing our new series in the month of July called Feeling Stuck. Now, we could say feeling stuck, or we could put a question mark at the end of it and say feeling stuck. Because I think so many of us, if we were to ask the question, is there an area in our life where we're feeling stuck, many of us would raise our virtual hands, right, on Zoom or in the quiet of the space that you're in right now, we would raise our hands and say, yes, at some particular place in my life right now, even in the middle of the summer that's supposed to be light and easy and airy, uh, I'm still feeling stuck in a particular area of my life. We loved last week, and we hope that you're able to listen to Deb's dad uh, as he joined us and shared about the five W's in how to make a decision, how to not be indecisive, how to be decisive in our decision making according to the word of God. Because, man, if there is one place where we can feel stuck, it's when we have a decision to make and we're not quite sure which way to go. Now, today I'm going to share with you a fun personal story. I shared it with Debbie a few weeks back. And as I was even living this particular story, I was like, this is it. Here we go. This is exactly uh, exactly what needs to be said when we're thinking about being in places where we are stuck. So here we go. I remember you saying that. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is a podcast. Like, here we go. Or maybe now, nah, maybe we're not going because the story you're going to share is about feeling like somebody was stuck, right? That's right. How that's right. the anxiety and the uh, the tension that rose from feeling stuck. And that's what we're talking about this month. I, I'm a mover shaker. I know that you are too, Laura, you are a doer. And so it's seasons where you feel like you're stuck are not our favorite. Mm-hmm. I don't even like to be stuck at a red light, but <laughs> yeah. how we handle being stuck is really critical because all of us are going to go through seasons where it's like God has put a red light up. And you are not to go through it, but you can wait patiently or you can be the one that's constantly revving the engine or putting your foot like I'm just going to inch forward a little bit and that'll make the light turn. And that's not the case. So we need to learn how to handle being stuck in a godly way. Kind of like dad and his five W's, the the what, the when, the way, the way I'm going to sit here being stuck really does impact so much more than just me It impacts those that are around me. And, you know, in those moments where God has us, where we quote, feel stuck, it's actually a season where he can open our eyes to what is going on around us, but it's a matter of shift in perspective. Absolutely. All right. It was a few weeks ago. And I was out for dinner uh, with my family, and that includes my two-year-old little granddaughter, Lily. And uh, I was sitting in the back seat with Lily uh, on this adventure, and I put her in the car seat. And if you've put kids in car seats, right, we all know there's the little place that buckles in uh, right at their legs, and then there is that extra uh, seatbelt or buckle that goes at the top of their chest. And I put her in the car seat. She's two years old. Um, put that uh, belt or buckle exactly where it was supposed to go at the top of her chest. And I went and got in the car and sat next to her. When I opened up the door, I heard her crying out. And, uh, you know, immediately you think, oh, did I put it on wrong? Like, what's going on? Why is she crying so much? 
And I looked over at her and she had her itty bitty little two-year-old hands, like just turned to two-year-old hands. And they were behind the buckle at the top of her chest. And she was pushing against that buckle with all of her little might. And she kept crying out, Deb, stuck, (laughs) stuck. Like she was pushing against the buckle, crying out, stuck. Now, I didn't even know she knew the word stuck, but that made me sadly laugh on the inside. But I saw her struggle. Like she's in the car seat. She doesn't want to be in the car seat, kind of like you were just saying. She's in a place she doesn't want to be. And she's doing everything she can with her little itty bitty hands to undo the stuck and push against and cry out, uh, not liking the place where she is. Now, have you ever heard yourself say something? And it kind of strikes you as you're saying it. I heard myself look over at her and I said, Lily, like you are not stuck. Like my mom put you in that seatbelt on purpose for this ride so that you will be protected. <laughs> and it was one of these... Um, Thoughts, I totally get that she's two years old, but let me tell you, she knows what we're talking about. And I heard myself say that to her, Lily, you're not stuck. Like I put you in that belt on purpose so that you're going to be protected on this ride that we're on. Then did she jump in, Laura, and start going, (laughs) mean, mama is mean. Yeah, no. You know, sometimes people think you're mean when you're so stuck. So what happened? This sounds like a... um, Sounds like a nightmare of a ride. What happened then? Did she ever stop crying? Well, the first thing that happened was, Deb, as soon as I said that to her, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, like, Laura, in the places where you're stuck, right, you feel stuck. You're not really stuck because I put you in those places for the ride that you are on Mm -hmm. so that you will be protected, right? So the first thing that happened as I'm looking at her cry out and I'm speaking this word over her. All of a sudden, it's coming back on me, and I'm going, oh my goodness, the Lord is speaking to me in this moment. So she didn't stop crying right away. In her two-year-old mind, I could honestly see her trying to process this, Debbie, and trying to to take it in and understand what my mom was saying, right? Because my mom has never said anything to her that has hurt her in the past or has not been true. And so I saw her trying to process this whole thing, but it was just interesting because She wasn't mature enough to fully get the whole thing. And so in the places that we're going to see today where we even find ourselves stuck, right? We got to be real. Even as mature adults, we have a hard time processing the places, even like you said, sitting in a red light, even the places in life where we want to keep going and we're not moving on. uh, We have to have a certain level of maturity in order to understand that we're not stuck, We're just exactly where God has placed us for this moment to protect us on the journey that we're on. There's so many parallels to this, Laura. I I think of when we're stuck in that season, we have a choice how we're going to react, how we're going to respond. Maybe some of us are are like Lily, where I'm going to just keep pushing. If I push and resist hard enough, it's going to open up, even though that makes no sense. And it's never happened before, but I'm just going to resist. I'm going to push. And and the more that pushing takes place, the more you're exhausted. And you use all so much emotional and mental energy trying to accomplish something that you were never designed to do anyway. And that leads to frustration and and that leads to um your emotions like amping up and I don't know about you but my decision making ability becomes so much worse when mm-hmm. I'm irrational, my irrational actions. You know, it reminds me of um 
we've shared in the past on beyond about the analogy with butterflies, you know, and how God allows us to go into seasons of a, of that chrysalis where we are the, the butterfly, the, the caterpillar that goes in there is absolutely stuck. And, and in the place of the stuck, you're getting, you're changing, um, the body parts are rearranging. You're getting rid of body parts that it no longer needs and it's developing um, body parts that need to mature so that what comes out is a butterfly. And, and it's really cool. I don't know if you ever, I know that you have, but if the listener has studied this, but chrysalis has had this line. It's like a weak line in the chrysalis itself. And that exact location is the ideal place for the butterfly to start to push through because it will split open at the right speed for the butterfly to come out. And that pushing is critical at, in that one place for the butterfly to develop the strength that it needs uh, in its wings. And, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't hit that point, you know, of the pushing at the right time, at the right, um, like, like that across that line, then the butterfly won't be able to fly. God has designed the right time and the right uh, location for the pushing. But if the butterfly lines itself up in a different place in the chrysalis, it can push and push and push and push, and it will find itself too exhausted to be able to then get out and spread its wings and it gives up. And how many times do we push in areas that God has never wanted us to push that in the location and in the timing and we're, we're frustrated and we end up blaming God. Like, mm-hmm. why would you bring me to this place? And God's like, that's like the five W's, right? Dad talked about it. This is not the time that I wanted you to push. Yeah. It's not the way that I wanted you to push. And, and we need to really, we really need to seek his wisdom on that timing because when we push too soon or in the wrong place, we run out with no gas. But when we do it, when God says, all right, time to go time to go start spreading your wings, you know, to be able to fly. It doesn't mean you just, the door is wide open and there you go flying. You still have to push through something that change. And this decisions, the decisions are, take some energy, you know, yep. because change does something to you. It's going to, it's not as comfortable because you're figuring out new places, new things, new people. And he continues, wants you to keep seeking him in those times of transition in the decision-making to continue to seek him. But when you're, you got your timing, right. And your location, right. And you reach out to God for help. He gives you the help and you come out stronger through that, but how you are, how you are responding in those times where you're waiting taking a breath, sitting back, getting his perspective is a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm thinking as, as you're speaking and thinking about Lily, you know, there I am sitting next to her. I, I am fully capable of going over and pushing one button and she is no longer what she considers to be stuck. But she's two years old and at least twice a day, this little girlfriend is in this car seat and not once has anything that she has ever done brought about the result that she desires now, right? She has never known that this seatbelt will come off because she is going to push into it. It's it's really a picture as, as we come to ourselves here. We can, when we have walked 
a certain amount of time or a certain number of journeys with Jesus. And we have tried to buck the system or push against the system. And we have not seen God respond to allow us to break free from the things that we think that are keeping us stuck, but he sees as a protective device. When we have been in this place where we are bucking and pushing against the system, it's almost like we get to a place where when he's not, it's like I want to push against the buckle one time and say, God, I'm feeling stuck. I'm going to push against it. And if he doesn't release it, it's almost like we got to let it go and just say he is the one who is in control of when the buckle comes off. Um, And there's really nothing. It's immature or irrational for me to think that I can do anything on my own to get that stuck away when he has purpose that stuck for good. I really think there's just a, like you said, per- huge perspective here. You know, I'm even putting myself in the seat next to her and I'm thinking about God watching or being a part of what we're enduring as we are pushing against the things that he has purposed for our good. And we are like, no, God, I know you put this here for my good, but I don't want it anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I see her and I see her just getting more and more upset and the volume of like, getting louder and louder. And I'm thinking about how I, I do the same thing. And yet, <laughs> Uh, how the father sits and looks and just so gently says, this is there for your protection. I'm not going to release it, Laura, because I love you enough to keep you in the belt for this season in your life. Mm -hmm. So definitely, I think one of the ways that we can respond to these seasons of stuck is to try to push against or get out of it on our own. But I think the other thing that can happen too is um, when we're in seasons where we feel stuck, I think it's very easy for us to become lazy, mm. right? There, it's like two extremes here. You've got Lily given all she's got to get this buckle off. And then you've got, I'm in a season of stuck. Nothing's ever going to change, right? Can you hear, maybe you can't, I don't know. I can hear myself say this, but maybe our listeners can hear ourselves say this. We're in a stuck season. It's never going to change. So I'm just going to give up or stop even pursuing what the thing was that I was trying to pursue uh, in the end. It's a negative response to the stuck. Also, just as negative as it is to try to get out of it prematurely, it's also a negative or unhealthy response for us to become lazy and just say, it's never going to change. And so therefore, um, my attitude's just going to stay really in the pits, right? Not responding to what God is trying or is doing in that place to change us. Well, Laura, let's look at Hebrews 6. Uh, we're going to read parts, not straight through, but parts of 10 to 12. It says, for God, the faithful one is not unfair. We long to see you passionately advance until the end and you find your hope fulfilled. So don't let your hearts grow dull and don't lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully receive what God has promised because of their strong faith and patient endurance. Remember, this is the portion of scripture that's going to come before that hall of faith. And you've got these great, great men and women of God and and they did not give up in in the places where they had felt stuck. I mean, you think of some of those great, great heroes, right, of the Old and New Testaments. They spent times, you know, waiting for promised children and waiting on arcs and, uh, you know, under persecution. And, and they certainly wouldn't have wanted to be released from it. And yet they, they, they surrendered. They surrendered to what God was doing in their lives and they looked for him to meet their needs in the midst of it. They, they 
uh, surrender to his timing and his ways of doing things, understanding that he had a much bigger purpose um, that they couldn't see. And, and here we are in Hebrews, so you're dealing with the early church. This is a, a lot of persecution. I mean, this is really, really hard times. This is not like I just lost my job and things are a little tight. This is like I my friend lost their life you yep, know, because yep. of their faith. And so not to minimize what people are going through today, but we're talking about a persecuted church. And here in the United States, it's different. It's mm-hmm. so far different. Um, and yet this this population of these early Christians, they could easily have resisted and fought back, or they could have just put their hands in the air and said, I give up. This makes no sense. Instead, they're, you know, what is Paul saying to them? Don't, don't lose your, don't lose heart. Don't let go of your enthusiasm. Continue to uh, be, be patient in what, with the place that God has for you. Look for what he's trying to do in your life that word grow dull it says don't let your faith grow dull your hearts grow dull it's interesting word it actually means slothful oh boy like i don't do anything (laughs) i don't do anything and and yet this early church like they they were they had this conviction that what god was saying for them to do was worthy of obeying it you know we're going to patiently wait we're going to keep pressing in. we're going to keep listening to what God is speaking to our hearts. We have these amazing um, heroes of the faith that we can look, that's part of their heritage, right? They're looking back, remembering these greats in the Old Testament. Why is their story so phenomenal? Because they didn't give up. Yep. Because they didn't give up. Yep, I love that. And I love, Deb, the fact is when they don't give up, right? The end of that passage in Hebrews says that they fully received what God had promised. Mm-hmm. Like there is there is a treasure in the stuck and there is a treasure out of the stuck, right? And when we faithfully endure, um, rather than pushing against what God is doing and rather than becoming slothful what a word right uh, the sloth is such a popular animal these days which just cracks me up on a side note i mean looking uh, it's a strange strange little guy super soft looking but um man you don't want to be like him when you're in a in a stuck place you want to be one who really uh continues on with what god has for you and i do love that passage and you've alluded to it a little bit but there is a third option um, when we're looking at Hebrews 6 and as we think about those in Hebrews 11 who um, really kept going regardless of their stuck, you know, we can push against the stuck to try to get it on our own terms. We can become slothful or lazy in the stuck and just give up on what God has purposed for our story. Or we can, like those in Hebrews chapter 11, we can surrender to the stuck. And that's really what we're calling today's uh, episode, Surrender to the, to the Stuck. Because just like those individuals in Hebrews 11, when we fully uh, stand and hold to our conviction of truth, and when we endure patiently, God says we will receive what he has promised, right? So the correct thing to do is to take our hands off of the buckle and stop trying to get out of the seat that God has purposed to uh, keep us safe and continue on the ride, enduring the journey and looking ahead to what God has for us there. It's like, don't push against it and don't get lazy in it. There's, there's a happy middle ground there. 
And uh, it's like put up the white flag and just surrender to what God is doing in the moment that you may not have expected, but he's working it out for his glory and you're good. That's hard when you're sitting there waiting. I, there's a scripture there, Laura, that has, I think it's been an extra special scripture for me. It's actually the one my dad based the homily at my wedding on this scripture was Matthew six thirty three. but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be given to you as well. I'm surrendering to his heart. I'm surrendering to his kingdom purposes, his kingdom values, his righteousness, right? His right way of doing things, right way of having my heart aligned. That becomes my goal. And if that's what my heart is seeking, it's God, I just want to be right in the middle of where you want me to be. And if that means that I am stuck right now, I'm not really stuck. I'm surrendered to stay where you want me to be. And I think sometimes we, when we really release that control and we surrender, we wave that right flag. We don't feel as stuck as much as we just feel like God is telling us to stay. Yep. That's right. Stay until it's ready. You know, if you, if you jump ahead too soon, then you're not ready. That's and there's, right. there's something you'll look back and go, ah, if I had just waited a little bit longer, um, hindsight, you know, is you know, you realize how much you look back, how much you didn't know at the time. And, and God understands that, but he's like, just trust me in this. Amen. Just trust me, make that your heart's desire to be right in the middle of what I have for you. Amen. And I love the second part of that, that passage, Deb, that you were just reading, you know, all these things will be given to you as well. This passage, you know, Jesus is talking about all the things, all the stuff that we uh, we may have concerns about or that we're worried about. Or I'm picturing Lily stuck in this seat thinking she's never going to get out of it again. And it's almost like if we take this passage, it's, you know what, if you seek what God wants, if you seek his righteousness, then when you get out of that buckle, and even in the time that you're in the buckle, I'm going to release the joy and, uh, and all of the the things that you need, right? All of these things will be added to you as well. You know, we did a, a podcast series a few, like a month or two. I can't even keep track of it, but it was about the treasures in the desert. And there are, there are those lessons, those gems, those treasures in those long, dry, hot spaces that of time that we would not get when everything is going our way. Amen. And so in the, in the stuck moments, in the places where we wish we could not be in that moment, but that's where God has us. And we put our hands up and say, I release the control. God, I don't want to miss the gems, right? The treasures that I'm going to hear from you. I'm going to experience growth and I'm going to learn about you as my father. I'm learning them in the places where I, I thought I was stuck. Maybe I'm just staying put right until you tell me to go. And there's treasures you then there's a blessing that you can get from the father if you just change your perspective. Amen. That really fits perfectly, Deb, with the rest of my story uh, in the car as as I was in the back seat with Lily because uh, it wasn't long after uh, I started talking Lily back down uh, that she stopped fighting against the seatbelt, right? No longer was it screaming, stuck, stuck, and fighting against the seatbelt. And when she stopped fighting against the seatbelt, her focus went out the window, like literally she looked out the window and right <laughs> next to us uh, on the sidewalk, there was a woman and she was walking a dog. Now, my grandbaby loves to see dogs and she just went from crying out, stuck, stuck, to all of a sudden, the next word out of her mouth was doggy, 
doggy? And this great, all of the tears and the frustration turned into this great, big, amazing smile as she looked out the window and saw the thing that brings her so much joy. Man, such an elementary level here, Deb. Mm -hmm. But we can take this to our own journeys, right? Because when we are in those places where we are stuck, and it's kind of where you started out, some of uh, what you were sharing earlier, when we are struggling against what God is allowing in our story to keep us in a place that we might not want to be, the the emotion gets elevated. We start to think irrationally and we miss the joy that God has already prepared for us on the ride that we are on because we're so focused on the thing that we cannot get out of on our own. For Lily, if she had continued to push against that seatbelt, rather than surrendering to the fact, it ain't going to change, baby. You're going (laughs) to stay here until we get to our destination. So you may as well look and see what I have put for you in this season to bring you joy. God always has joy for us in our moment. If we could stop focusing on getting out of where we are and start seeing what he's purposed for us around, he has purposed around us. Man, we'll have joy in those moments that we feel in this particular moment may not be so joyful. You know, before um, you wrap us up here, I'm I'm listening to Lily and I'm, I'm thinking, man, I feel like I'm in a stuck moment actually right now. I have Invisalign on and <laughs> yeah. I'm like in week five. I, week five going on week 30, you know, it's kind of Uh like, but my teeth are, are being realigned, right? They're being realigned into a healthier position. And so my feet, my, my feet, my teeth constantly feel like they're being stuck in a harder position. I feel the tension all the time. And there are things that I miss being able to do, like uh, having something besides water throughout the day, right? Because you, you, you have to drink just water um, when you're Invisalign or on, which is like 22 hours a day. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. So in, in many ways, it's been an altering of my freedom to do what I want. Um, and I feel like I look at the, the weeks ahead and there's a lot of weeks ahead for me feeling stuck with my teeth this way, but I'm, I'm thinking of Lily and I'm thinking of the car seat and God said, your teeth are kind of in a stuck position. Your freedom to eat and drink whenever you want to, whatever you want to is limited. Um, but it's your choice to fight it or to look for the the gem that's in the middle of it. And while you're talking, I'm, he's saying to me, what are the, what are some of the gems that you're learning in the midst of this? And one of the big ones is that, it's easier to curb any snacking mm, <laughs> like it's a mm. habit that when you work from home, it's easy to just snack. And God's like, you know, that's something that, that, you know, I'm helping you with that, that area of your life because you're stuck in a spot where it's too much work to mm. go take a snack. And you know, I'm helping deal with that, which who knows, you might lose a couple pounds, which is not a bad thing. Um, I'm feeling changes and and the first week of the Invisalign, my teeth hurt Mm. quite a bit, but then by the second week, um, I forget they're on. Mm -hmm. And it's like the things that are, when God has us in holding positions, the initial changes are 
you resist them, right? You can yes. feel your, I feel my teeth fighting the Invisalign, but as they are surrendering to the stuck, they are changing yes. Yes. and they're moving in a healthier position. And what yes. I thought was going to be so hard initially gets easier and easier yep. and easier. And so what a great reminder, whatever your circumstances that God has set boundaries Yes. His boundaries are designed to protect you and to help realign real. It's about realigning thought patterns and belief systems to line up accurately with what the word says. Yes. And it's okay initially that it's uncomfortable, but as you surrender to the stuck, right? The external controller, whether it's that seatbelt or an Invisalign or a boundary God is set on your life it will get easier. Yes. Amen. Put your hands up and say, I'm going to stop fighting this. I'm going to stop focusing on how my, of what I can't eat. And I'm going to start focusing on what is becoming healthier for me. That's and right. and so it's just, uh, it's interesting how God can speak through any, Absolutely. any right to get our attention. That's right. That's right. I love it. Well, as we uh, really wrap this up today, Deb, I, I think we all want to be in a place where we surrender to the things that God has for us or the places that he's allowed us to be um, and reap the benefits from that season and also come to know him more and more. I saw a quote by, by Bob Goff. I really enjoy uh, his writing. And I saw this quote just made me think about this topic today. It says, I used to think I could shape the circumstances around me, which means basically I used to think I could get myself out of the stuck. But now I know that Jesus uses the circumstances to shape me. Mm which means Jesus is going to use the stuck to shape you into what he has created you to be. So thanks for being a part of this journey with us. We are uh, halfway through our month and we're looking forward to two more weeks ahead as we talk about places in life where we feel stuck. Praying there's some freedom for all of us as we are here and dig into God's word together. So God bless you guys. We will see you next week and pray that you have a great uh, week knowing Jesus in deeper and deeper ways. Take care and we'll see you soon. Thanks everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember you were created for more.